0: Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Not Yet Adults podcast.
1: Beep, 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 beep.
0: Oh my god. There we go. That was the, the one bit I have for this episode. That was the one special thing I had planned.
1: I thought it was going to be the, the horns,
0: the air horns, but that's way better. You're welcome. I'm so happy I could blow everyone's eardrums out and just added 20 minutes to the editing time of this episode, but it, it, it'll be great. It'll be fun uh happy 50th episode eric happy 50th episode to you colin this is this is a big deal it's funny that we started off this podcast doing two episodes a week and then now we do one quote unquote once a week and we're still at 50 episodes in less than a year so it kind of balanced out like yeah we still are roughly averaging one a week if you look at the full run of the podcast when did this podcast start by the way was it june of last year does that sound right i
1: think so it was like near the beginning of
0: summer okay so we're we're brushing up against that one year mark uh and i think we're just kind of double dipping and using the 50th episode as our close to one year anniversary yeah this is a big deal we've been doing this for a minute now 50 episodes that's that's you know uh that's pretty crazy that is pretty pretty nuts and so we we talked about this last week a little bit we had a topic um that you and I talked about and we thought was a really good topic but we wanted to save it for episode 50. Do you want to kind of intro how we arrived at the topic we're going to be talking about today?
1: Yeah man I, I think we, we both discussed talking about moving on not just necessarily as a concept like we've done some other videos but I guess we have two different takes on this idea of this topic. You want to talk more about moving on to the future and i thought about talking about moving on experiences i've had in the past
0: yeah so yeah we'll we'll just kind of dive in here so we we teased a little bit last week that i guess two weeks ago now uh i went to tacoma and i got to hang out with everybody you and i got brunch and uh, i got to see all the all the old crew and all of that um and it it kind of um it, it sort of turned me on to a few things that i think i had known uh at some level but wasn't necessarily aware of until this trip and it's something i've been struggling with since graduating but recently especially uh and that is when it's time to just let some things go and i i don't necessarily have a uh A a firm conclusion I've arrived upon here, so I'm kind of just floating it out there as our weekly group therapy session and kind of seeing if you have any nuggets of wisdom to throw at me. But, you know, I've made no secret I talk about on pretty much every episode of this podcast uh, how much the late-night team means to me. That's where you and I met. That was really, like, my formative group while I was at PLU. And, And, I mean, I... Like, without a doubt, working on that show with those people is the most fun I've ever had in my life. Like, period, full stop. Nothing else comes close. And since graduating, it's been one of those things where it was hard because I knew, like, they were doing another season and I wasn't going to get to be there and and work alongside those folks and hang out with them all the time. But it was okay because I knew, like, they're still doing stuff. Even if I'm not there, you know, they're all still doing stuff together. And this trip, I I did get to hang out with them and I, I got to see the season four finale of the show and all that. But a lot of them are graduating. Uh, the majority of the people who have been there since the beginning are graduating this year. Yeah, and and so whether or not the show continues next year is up in the air. But the show, as we know it, is done. And the people who are you and I's friends, who mean the world to us, are now graduating, going off to you know the four corners of the earth. Some of them are staying in Tacoma, but uh, some of them are you know moving to L.A. and some of them are, are going to school overseas. And, and like people are honestly like like moving
1: away yeah a lot of our friends are moving on to like really incredible things and i'm really proud of them and excited for what they're gonna do in the future
0: i mean it's so cool to see that as their friend and be like wow you were like achieving your dreams you're like grabbing it by the throat and saying this is mine i'm gonna take it and that's so cool and on the other hand i can't help but to wonder like or it's not even wonder it's just know that like we're never going to have those moments together again and and it's not that we'll never see each other again it's that you know i realized uh, i stayed in town for i think 3 days and before i left for the airport the final day was the last late night meeting of the year i got to sit in on that and hang out with everybody and i was hanging out with i think it was Megan Dina and Natalie earlier in the day and i promised i wasn't going to say this out loud but it just kind of happened and the moment was there and i was like do you guys realize Tonight is the last time all these people are going to be in the same room together.
1: Oh, man, that's so heavy.
0: It's like, it's not trying to be that guy who's like, everything's dead and we're doomed. Like, it's it's not trying to do that. But it's it's that moment of like, you know, the sun is setting on this chapter. Yeah. I, I am having and have been having the last year a really hard time saying goodbye to that. I think, you know, I I graduated. I was, quote unquote, done with school. And, you know, more of my time than not since then has has been thinking about, Man, what's the late night team up to? Man, how are they doing? Man, if only I could go back and, and do another show with them. You know, like th- that's on my mind all the time. And so, what I've been struggling with, I guess, is finding that balance between when you have found a group of people that mean a lot to you, letting them know that and not letting go and holding on to how special that is. And also, on the other hand, knowing when it's time to say, this meant a lot to me. They will always mean a lot to me, but I need to move on. It isn't healthy to focus on this as much anymore. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of curious what your take on all that is. Again, I haven't really arrived at any sort of a uh, uh, peaceful conclusion to this. It's something I'm still struggling with and maybe it doesn't need to be something I'm struggling with, but it, it's something that's been on my mind a lot lately. And especially since going to Tacoma, it was, it was uh, kind of a lot to process. In regards to
1: late night, cause I live a lot closer. I uh, could have, potentially shown up to every show but i kind of didn't want to because of the, what you're talking about how it's important it is to move on i didn't want to be the guy i graduated college but still shows up to all the the college events and it's like hey remember me hey,
0: it's fun I'm, I'm here too well I, I i joked while i was there like if i lived close enough it would be that thing where like every meeting i was knocking on the window and then like the first couple times it'd be cute and then like colin we we gotta stop this you have to go somewhere else like this is too much
1: i just didn't because I was, like, able to, because I lived so close I didn't want to. And I guess I, I don't think I've ever told any of the other late-night people this, but I've
0: purposely limited the amount of shows I went to, and I wasn't even going to show up to the last show. Which was such a great surprise, by the way, because I figured you would tell me if no one else, but I didn't even know you were going to be there. It was a surprise to me, too, because it was literally, like, Dina, one of the people working for late-night,
1: messaged me, like, a few days before, and was like, hey, are you coming? And I said, I can't because of work. And then all the day... I worked and I, I worked until 8 until the show started. So I knew it was like my shift was going to end when the show started. So I was like I'm just going to miss it, you know, cuz I didn't want to show up late and I and then like the more I thought about it, the more I'm like this is the last show. You know, this is it. I got to be there to see at least some of it and I got to talk to these guys. So
0: I was like I'm just going to go straight from work. Well, and and I I don't mean to cut you off, but it's that it's that idea right of like not going or or in a more broad sense not constantly doing the thing that used to be really special to you on the one hand it seems like it's mature because it's you realizing that you need to move on on the other hand it's kind of selfish if people would want to see you and you're not going because you think you have something to prove to yourself you know true so it's it's like both actions i can take in both different ways of being selfish or selfless. I think there's arguments to be made on both sides for for both actions.
1: Yeah, and I'm really glad I did come because I got to see people like at, at the end and like I got this show that like I was a part of since the first episode just as like some guy that was like I just want to be a part of this thing and I don't know gonna, I don't know what I'm going to do because at the time I hadn't had any like video production or show running skills at all. Um, And so they're like, can you move some chairs around? And I was like, okay, sure. And then I was there watching from like the sidelines and like, okay, this is shows, you know, definitely not perfect, but it's got a lot of potential and it's, it it brings a crowd and there's a lot of like fun stuff you do the show and the show's changed so much since the first episode. Yeah. So I think it was important to see that the last episode is to talk to Sam and Megan and Dina and Elsa and David and all the people that we've worked with. My
0: favorite moment. Uh, well, I had a lot of favorite moments, but one of my favorite moments that whole night was right after the show of you had walked in and you and I were hanging out and Megan, like a bat out of hell runs out of nowhere and just hugs us both. And that was just like such a good moment. of like, ah, like we still have tonight. That's super cool. That was nice. Uh, what's your take on all this? Cause I mean, you knew this group of people longer than I did, you know, obviously you were there with the show from the beginning do you think, and I, I don't m- mean to make this sound so dramatic, but do you think it's time to let that group and those people go, or do you think there's always part of us that should kind of hold on to how special that was?
1: Well, I think this happens all the time. Like, anytime like, this happens in elementary school, middle school, or junior high, high school, college, you know, we, we meet a group of people. We, some of them we are friends with, like, I'm still friends with some of the, people i knew from like junior high not really anyone i knew from high school but a lot of the people you like you just say okay you're on this path in life and i'm on this path and they're two different destinations so i think it's you know important to like acknowledge that and kind of move on and focus on the future rather than like trying to hold on to the past it it's i mean it depends like some people will stay in your life forever but some people will
0: just like be a nice memory and that's okay yeah and i I think I know that on some level that, that it's okay. Like there's friends I haven't talked to in years that I don't necessarily feel bad about that because it's just like, that's where our relationship is right now, but it doesn't rob us of the times we used to have together. On the other hand, and this is just a personal flaw of mine. I just hate, texting, DMing, Facebook. Like I just hate talking to people that way. I like just hanging out with them in person and having a conversation. Oh yeah. And, and so I always have a really hard time gauging like whether or not I'm annoying people when I'm texting or DMing them or whatever. And and so for me it's that struggle of like, how often do I like text them be like hey how's it going what's going on in your life how often do i just let it go and just kind of watch from afar or maybe not watch at all because because if it was there in person it's not that complicated it's hey let's grab dinner tonight and then you go grab dinner and you catch up and you do that you know once a month or once every few months or whatever in a
1: weird way it seems in certain ways easier to keep up with someone that you are like geographically close to than someone from a far away even though like someone you live far away from you can just text them every now and then it just seems like, you know, if there's no closeness, there's no... In a way, it seems like there's no reason, as as cruel as that may sound, and there's no, like, motivation beyond the obligation of keeping in touch with them to actually do so. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I didn't want to turn this into the late-night episode. You mentioned uh, in junior high and high school and all that, you do have your groups, and you eventually move on from those groups, and, and that's 100% true, and I think that's a really good point. I think the reason that... I, in particular, have been struggling with moving on from this group and these people so much is this is the first time in my life that I wasn't ready for it to end. It was always like you'd have that group of friends, you'd have that project and tensions would be high. There'd be a lot going on. And at the end, you'd be like, we had our ups and downs, but honestly, it's just time for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel that way with this one. I was like, man, I would have done another year like that, like so happily would have kept going with it. And part of that, I think, was just because I came in so late. I wasn't there from the beginning. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, if any of the late night folks are listening, I don't mean for this to be the episode where I'm like, hey, I'm throwing you under the bus and none of you matter to me anymore. Hopefully, that's not the point I'm getting across. If anything, it's the opposite. I don't think they'll think that's the point. But, but no, I mean, they, they mean a lot to me and to us, obviously. Yeah. And, yeah, so, I, again, I didn't think we were going to arrive at some profound conclusion or anything. But it's something that's been on my mind is when is it time to just say... You know, we had a good run, but it's time for the next thing. In the vein of kind of realizing when it's time to to hang up the hat or close the chapter on on this part of the story, so to speak, you had something that happened uh, a little while ago. We, d- we didn't want to talk about it on the podcast right away because it seemed kind of insensitive. But you mentioned you, you feel okay talking about this now. Do you kind of want to...
1: clue people in a little bit colin mentioned this the
0: first thing i thought of was
1: my breakup i had so basically the first serious relationship i was ever in was like right after graduating plu
0: i remember this this happened right around the time the podcast started honestly
1: yeah right around it was like really exciting and i talked with colin about her and it was like something new and exciting and amazing um and we even discussed like you know, bring her on the podcast for as like a guest and like having an episode where we talk about like, you know, the topic would be like dating and stuff like that. and
0: Which so from almost episode one has been in the pipeline of like, we need to do a dating and relationships episode at some point. But it seemed just not a good idea to do that when you had just recently started dating someone. It seemed kind of insensitive.
1: There, and like, also like bring her in would have, as a guest would have like logistical problems, just not just with like, you know, we don't have a third mic, but also there were other reasons, like it kind of got delayed. So we dated for, I think it was about five or six months, and then we broke up. And it was, since that was my first relationship, it was also my first experience with breaking up and kind of figure out how to like navigate that emotionally and on and so forth. And you know, the, I forgot what the, what it's called, but you know, those like phases. The denial
0: anger oh uh five stages of grief
1: yeah i think i experienced that to an extent maybe not as intensely as some other people will have experienced it but like i definitely when we first the night we first or the night of the breakup i should say i thought in my head like okay this is pretty bad but you know stay calm and like we'll take a break and meet up for coffee and you know maybe we'll get back together and we did after a while we we didn't get back together but we met up for coffee and talked and i thought oh this is my chance you know
0: what do you think her mindset was going into that meeting because to me just as an outsider looking in that sounds kind of like a post-mortem of like we've had this relationship there's been time to cool off let's talk about what went wrong so we can both kind of learn from this and move forward
1: i think it was uh not necessarily a post-mortem but just like uh now that we've you know both had time to calm down let's meet up and try to be friends and that's what the end that ended up being we were friends for a bit um, but it was very clear that I still had feelings for her and that she was not feeling the same way and so we had another we had like been like friends for a bit and then we had like dinner um, a few weeks later where we talked about it and that was like a more that felt more Like, there was closure, and we both said things that we wanted to say and, like, apologized about certain things. And that then that was a very clear ending, and we decided to, like, let's just not talk indefinitely. You know, like, clearly taking a break and getting back together didn't work, at least for me, emotionally. Because I for me, it just felt like a second chance, and that's not what it was. And it was, like, unhealthy to think that.
0: For you, when was it solidified in your mind that, one, we're not going to get back together, and and two, that I need to move on. That I, I I need to not think about this anymore.
1: That night, the night of the dinner, when we had like long, I won't get into what we talked about. But we just had like a long, like walk, and and we, where we talked about everything and how like you know this is she's on one path, I'm on, I ha- kind of have to be on another for help, you know, for my own mental health. And that was kind of like the end. And there was like it wasn't like oh, we'll see how we are in a few weeks and then talk. It was kind of like, let's just for now not talk and not, not plan on ever talking again. And we, that was like a few months ago. Uh, in fact, I think that was, I think that might've even been like six months ago or so, maybe not that much. It, it's, it, it's been a while and we just haven't talked. And I texted her on her birthday saying like, hi and what's up. Um, and we texted for a little bit, but like, it's clear that, You know, she's got her own stuff. I've got my own stuff. Like, I've subsided, at least not the, like, the intensity. And, like, when I think about her, it's not, like, with sadness or with, like, longing. It's more of just, like, you know, that was a pretty significant chapter in my life, but it's over. And I've, you know, I feel now that I've fully moved on. Like, when we reconnected for, that coffee, it was kind of like a fake moving on. Kind of like, oh, I'm over it, now we can be friends, but really it was just like, from I'm not sure how she felt, but I think for her it was just like, she truly moved on and truly wanted to be friends, whereas I said I wanted to be friends, but secretly wanted to get back together, and that's not right.
0: That's what's so hard about breakups, is very rarely do you wake up one day and be like, God, I hate this person. I I just really hate, like, that almost never happens. It's almost always, I still very much care about this person, but we need to move on like this isn't going to work
1: or you very rarely wake up and say like oh i'm over them you hear that it takes time for a million of people but you don't really believe that until you see it some things just take time and it's, you just have to like kind of sit with it and try not to think
0: about it or think about it but not obsess about it and and when you care about that person you want to you don't want to see them in pain and and so if if you are the one that is initiating the breakup it's often like You know, I I still like you, we can still be friends, but this relationship isn't going to work. And on the one hand, you're trying to spare them pain by saying that. But on the other hand, it can fill them with false hope of, okay, maybe one day, maybe just not right now, maybe one day. Like sometimes it is actually more polite and more sensitive to their feelings to be like, we just need to have a clean break.
1: That is so true.
0: And, like, that's so hard at the time, but sometimes, and I think, I'd, I'd probably say more often than not, that is better for everyone involved. It's one of the, like, most adult lessons I've learned recent memory of, like, sometimes
1: the best thing to do is to step away. Like, you've seen all these movies, like, no, you have to fight for the person you care about, and maybe that's true in some cases, but, like, in a lot of cases, that's not the healthy option, and, like, the healthy option is to be, okay, what we had was great, but... We, you know, we can't bring back something that's like over and we we really shouldn't. So we just got to like move on and focus on the future and because there is a future and it's going to be great. I heard this
0: quote the other day. I don't remember who said it, but it was that idea of like when you're just desperately in love with someone and like everything's great and you guys get like tattoos of each other's names like on on the arm and then like 10 years go by and obviously you've broken up and you're not together anymore and all that. And it's, it's that idea of like, man, aren't you kind of embarrassed to have like an old a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever's name like tattooed on, on your body? And they're like, no, it's not a reminder that we broke up. It's a reminder of how good things were when that happened. And I think when you can get to that point about a relationship so that it's not anymore, man, what I wouldn't give to go back to that, what I wouldn't give to, to have them in my life again. It's more, man. That was a really really cool time. Like we we always will have that no matter what. Absolutely. And and that can be really hard to arrive at that conclusion because the human reaction is when you have something good is to say I want more of that. Yes. And sometimes it's just you had it once and some people never got it at all. You know. And and so it's that idea of try to be grateful instead of greedy. I can't really speak to
1: people with addictions. I've never had an addiction. I've never experienced. But it's it felt like what I've heard coming down from addiction is cold turkey where it's like you brain the logic in your brain finds a way to justify you fighting for this thing that deep down you know you shouldn't have well i mean
0: think about it just just at a fundamental level it is someone that as you get closer and open yourself up to more you are you're leaning on for support like it is it is you know one of the the four poles of your tent that's keeping you rooted into reality and then suddenly one of those poles is just pulled straight up the the other three poles must be really solid man because you're, you're blowing in the wind right now like it's it's really tough you know the longer you date and the more you open yourself up emotionally and you connect with this person the harder it hurts always but i will
1: say like i'm really happy for the experience the whole thing even even the breakup i think it's it's important to learn because i didn't date throughout school and so I didn't know what it was like to be in a relationship and have that end and so I'm glad I've had that experience because now I feel stronger and my roommate Malik who is you know I don't know if he's gonna hear this but I'll say he's probably my best friend so the night of the breakup the plan was to like see a movie and then spend the night at her house but of course we didn't do that and so I left and I didn't want to go home that night because then I'd have to, my parents would be like, oh, aren't you going to spend the night there? And I this is when I was living with my parents, and I was like, oh, I didn't want to talk to them. And I wasn't ready to tell them about the breakup, that whole thing. But so I messaged my friend Malik to see what he was doing. He's like, oh, I have no plans. And I was like, can I spend the night? And he's like, yeah, sure. And just like, you know, like no questions asked. Just like, yeah, come over. Came over to his place. We talked. I told him about the breakup. And he was just like, you know, the... It's what I needed right now. I needed to sort of talk to you to kind of go over like the I was still in like shock in a way, and and he said something to me that's gonna it may sound harsh to people, but like, and it was definitely harsh at the time. Even at the time, I kind of understood why it was so important and why, and it's I, it, it was the most the wisest thing I'd heard in a while, you know, and coming from him it was really incredible. He he said to me, "This is gonna happen a lot," and it was just like. Oh damn, man! I like not the thing you want to hear, but it's it's to give perspective. It's to like be like as much as this sucks right now, this is life. And it's like it's like when you fall off your bike and scrape your knee real bad. It's, it feels like the worst thing in the world, but it's like yeah, that's that's gonna happen a lot. You're gonna fall and scrape your knee, but then you clean your knee, put a band-aid on
0: it, and let it heal. When you have gone through a breakup, especially a bad one, it can be very easy to kind of. Uh, get cold and sort of emotionally remove yourself from relationships so you don't go through that pain again and th- what is the hardest part is not doing that of of still being able to feel still being able to love and then when you break up use that as an opportunity to learn about and grow yourself it, it sounds selfish but truly i i mean i definitely on the low end of the spectrum in terms of experience with uh relationships and datings i definitely am I, i've only you know properly dated like three people in my life but I would say every one of those breakups I I learned something very tangible and very important about myself see it as sucky as it is in the moment not as a terrible thing but as an opportunity for you to grow and sort of level up and and you know find out something about yourself you didn't know before you'll be better off and you'll be able to bring that into the next relationship it's a formative experience you know like foreign of
1: experience always aren't always positive. Some of them are like deeply negative and like hurt. But it's still they're still just as important and ways they have even more value than positive experience because they make you stronger and more capable of handling the hurtful parts of life.
0: Well, Eric, we're we're kind of reaching the end of our our allotted time slot here. Um, it, before we do though, and we talked about this just briefly planning the show, but I kind of want to throw a little bit of a curveball your way. We talked about this idea of sort of moving on and learning to let things go after a while do you see if at all that concept applying to this podcast that you and i do do you think that there's going to be a day or maybe there is a day now where we need to move on in some capacity from what we're doing or we should definitely tell the audience about what we're planning uh, with this podcast because
1: we A part of the reason call night show is moving on as the topic of this episode was because we want to necessarily move on from the podcast but move on from this version of the podcast we want to make some changes with some of the branding with the try to some of the quality maybe even like changes to the format we both have ideas of what we want to do with this podcast to improve and make it better for you but that's going to take time and like a week is not enough time so colin and i are planning to take a break from the podcast for a bit about a month Maybe more depending on where we're at, where we just want to look at it, figure out how we can improve it, put in those improvements so that when we come back, it's going to
0: feel like almost like a, a rebooted show. I, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like at least for me, I'm happy with the topics we cover and and the themes that we press on on this podcast. But I feel like the more you do something, the easier it is to get comfortable and keep doing that thing. Yeah. And I think that we have a good show, but I think if if we challenge ourselves and push ourselves out of our comfort zone and say, how can we make this even better? How can we make this not different for the sake of being different, but what could we change that would help the show? I think that could be an opportunity for us to grow a lot. And so again, it's the, the name of the podcast isn't changing. The the hosts aren't changing. It's still me and Eric. It's still not yet adults. It's still us talking about these themes, but we, we want to kind of give it a shot in the hip of adrenaline and, and sort of grow the show because I think, you know, th- there comes a time where you're like, Hey, I could do what I'm doing right now indefinitely and not grow at all. Or, we can close this chapter and move on to the next one. I think it's the best choice
1: we have for like the future of this podcast.
0: Well, folks, let us know. Is there something in your life that you know you need to move on from, or maybe you're having a hard time moving on from something, you know, that's you've been struggling with. Let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Maybe some, some tips or suggestions you may have for us. And remember, this has been the not yet adults podcast, which comes to you every single Friday. cough, cough, at 9 a.m. Pacific time, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google podcast, Apple podcast, Stitcher, and all sorts of podcast services. Obviously, We're not going to be here next Friday. As Eric said, we're going to take roughly a month off. We don't have a hard set date, but we want to take some time to kind of tear apart the podcast, see what we like, see what we don't, and sort of, you know, move it on to its next form. And we have some really cool ideas about what that'll be, and we're very excited to show it to you. In the meantime, if you want to keep up with the podcast and see what the future has in store for the Not Yet Adults, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Not Yet Adults. We also have our own subreddit, r slash Not Yet Adults, which you should check out if you want to see more of us as always if you want to support the podcast and now would be a great time to do it as we're sort of in this transitional phase head on over to apple podcasts or itunes leave us a rating and review there again very very easy say in the review this podcast sucks i hate it don't like those guys at all maybe they shouldn't say that i mean i feel like they could because because they're gonna leave five stars at the end of that review oh yeah okay
1: well then say whatever you want yeah
0: and everyone's gonna be like why is it all these super negative reviews but it's five out of five stars it's so strange it's so weird But anyway, so if if you want to do that, we would appreciate it. Or leave a nice review, whichever. That is all we have for you, folks. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for 50 episodes. We will see you in roughly a month's time, maybe more, uh, for Not Yet Adults 2.0, or or whatever the heck we're calling it, but the the next chapter of of our saga, and we're very excited about it. I like Not Yet Adults Season 2. We do, like, the Stranger Things of, like, they just call it 2. Oh, it's like a sequel. It's kind of a sequel. It's kind of just... I think season two is probably the best. Well, folks, this has been Not Yet Adults season one. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Thank you all so much. Bye bye.